This episode is brought to you by Shopify. That's the sound of switching your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling. Harness the best converting checkout and same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Stop leaving sales on the table. Discover why millions trust Shopify to build, grow, and run their business. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech23. Welcome back to Happy and Healthy. How the heck are you guys? Happy 2021. Uh, we survived 2020, you guys. Can we all just give ourselves a big round of applause? So proud of us. I cannot believe how crazy 2020 was, but also there was so many good things that came out of 2020. Like, truly, like, I know that's not everyone's answer. I know not everyone had. A great year. I mean, I think a lot of us didn't have a good year, but overall, I still think that you can find the beauty in anything. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. But before we jump into that, I know I didn't post last week. So sorry, you guys. Holidays really got the best of me. I'm currently still in Dallas with my family, and I am going through so much right now, just trying to transition, figure out my next goals, plans in my life. There's just been a lot, a lot going on, and I have just been feeling so overwhelmed and just kind of like, God, what am I doing? What do I do? And really just trying to like seek him because there has been so much going on, and I've been kind of losing some sleep and been stressing out. But at the same time, I'm still very peaceful. I still know that God is going to show me my next steps for 2021 and everything of that sort. And so I'm not worrying too much. I just feel like right now I'm in this very big transitional phase right now with potentially moving and changing things in my career and big steps for all my platforms and YouTubes and podcasts and Abide Tribe and all that stuff. So I'm just really trying to take this time, especially with it being January and, you know, like you want to set all your goals and accomplish things like and trying to figure out like, what am I doing this year? But I'm really trying to take this time to be like, okay, God, like, Let me assess what am I doing. So that's kind of why I've been a little bit absent because there's just been so much going on and I don't really feel like I'm settled right now because I'm still at my parents' house in Dallas, potentially moving from LA soon. And so I'm just trying to figure out what the heck is happening. But thank you for your patience. So you guys, this actually will be the last podcast for maybe about a month and a month and a half. So this is the end of season one. Um, I launched this podcast in July. It was a dream come true. It has been amazing seeing the fruit and how much you guys have loved this podcast. So thank you so much for making season one just absolutely amazing. But since I'm going to be most likely moving soon, I won't be settled for a bit. I'm going to be dealing with a lot of back and forth stuff with the house and all that stuff. So if you want to stay up to date on my life, please follow my Instagram and my vlog channel, Janine TV. And my Instagram is Janine Amapola because I will keep you guys updated on there. But for the time being, I need to just refigure out some things, brainstorm for the next season of Happy and Healthy because I have so many awesome people. I still want to bring on different topics I want to do, but right now I just need to take a step back so I can 
refigure out my structure and get some guests on and refigure out, okay, what are the things I want to talk about? But this season with you guys has been absolutely amazing. Thank you for all the ratings you guys did and the support and also people that have been donating monthly. Like I, I've said before, I don't make any money off this podcast. So if you would like to support me, please do so. I'll have it linked below or I believe you can go on my anchor page and donate monthly. So thank you guys so much for your support. And this was an amazing year. Like this was definitely one of the highlights of 2020 was releasing this podcast. So it's just been so much fun. So thank you guys so much for your support. And I just have so many bigger, different things I'd like to do with happy and healthy in 2021 and potentially releasing merch and that stuff. So stay tuned for that. But in today's episode, I basically wanted just to kind of chit chat with you guys about what did 2020 teach me? What were the things I dealt with, I learned um, all the things, the good and the bad of basically 2020. And I also want to hear on the Happy and Healthy Instagram, what were things that 2020 taught you? What was the hardest part? What was the best part? What did God show you? What did God reveal to you about? Because I really believe like in the midst of pain and chaos and confusion and just everything that 2020 had, um, I really believe that 2020 was a pruning year. Gosh, how many times am I going to say 2020? Gosh, but I really believe it was a pruning year. It was a growing year. It was a humbling year. It was a year that really shifted people's priorities. It really showed people's true colors. I mean, this year was rough. Like it was really rough. But then again, like I'm saying, it was also very, very good And I learned a lot about myself. So I wanted to talk about that today with you guys, kind of go through a little bit of a list of like, what did the Lord show me and what I learned about myself. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like I said, this will be the last episode. Um, I'm planning on returning very, very soon. I will keep you guys updated on my Instagram and the happy and healthy Instagram of when season two will start. But I want to just take a break to kind of source some more people and really brainstorm my vision for happy and healthy in 2021. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and let's just get right into it. Okay, so if you had a bad year, I'm I'm really genuinely so sorry because I know that 2020 was a year where depression was on the rise, suicide was on the rise, anxiety, fear, lack of sleep, confusion. I mean, it was unreal. Loneliness. Like I have never seen a year hit people like that. Like it was like, it was the great depression, like literally in the great depression was 1920 and that was 2020. So I'm like a hundred years later. I mean, sure. Of course there's other things in the midst, like in, in our history that have been really hard and traumatic for our country and other countries. But I think in my lifetime, I've never seen, I'm 26 years old. I've never seen something like 2020 happen to our generation. And it's just crazy because like that is, it's, it made history, right? That's going to be in history books is what has happened this year. So I just want to empathize with you. Like if you are someone that went through a breakup or you lost a loved one or you lost your job or you lost where you lived or just whatever happened, I am so sorry. And I really hope that that doesn't alter your viewpoint of who God is or how good God is, um, because he is still a good God, regardless of what happened. And maybe you are like, yeah, right, Janine, like, I don't, I don't believe you. Like, why would God allow this? Or why would God allow that? 
And I promise you, like, he still is a good God, regardless. He still has good plans. Like, all of it still is to teach you and grow you. And he never promised in our life that we wouldn't have trials and tribulations. So my, so basically I'm just praying over you that 2021 would be a year where you just keep seeking God more because truly life is nothing without him. Like that is probably one of the biggest things I've learned. So for me, like the number one thing I started taking note of, I was like, okay, when ish hits the fan, because ish hit the fan this year, how do you cope? How did you cope? What did you run to? What did you do? How did you handle it? Who did you go to? What did you numb yourself with? So whether that could have been like Netflix or eating or going to the gym, actually, no, gyms were shut down. (laughs) For me, normally it's going to the gym or a boy or a dating app. Like literally, what did you do when Ish hit the fan? How did you cope? That was very revealing for me is that I started noticing like when Ish hit the fan, I wanted just to escape. Like that's when I would jump in my car. That's when I would go to the beach. That's when I'd be like, I need to go do a road trip. I need to like, I just wanted something to take the pain away so badly. But what I realized this year is I was like, Janine, you need to sit in this. You cannot run away from your problems. You cannot run away from that because you're not really healing. You're not really dealing with it. It's so important to identify what is the problem. You need to reveal the pain. You got to heal the pain and then you got to deal with the pain to reveal why do I want to run? And then how am I dealing with this? And then I got to heal this, you know? So that was really revealing for me. And I think this year was a year where I really was like, I need the Lord. I need God. If I don't have him, this pain is going to keep coming. I'm still going to feel depressed. I'm still going to feel anxious. I'm still going to have all these fears, this anxiety, all this stuff. And so it made me realize that I have to go to God as my main source of of my it's like my, my main antidote, my remedy for my pain. His his word, worship, journaling, like I needed that this year. That was the way I coped. Because I had people even come to me being like, Why why are you not anxious? Why are you look like you still live a good life? Of course I had my lows. Like, please don't get me wrong. But overall, I was like, wow, I need God. And I and I think that's what got me through 2020. It was running to him continually when shiz hit the fan. And so I want to just encourage you guys to keep doing that in 2021 because life does not promise that there's not going to be, you know, tribulations and trials and hard things. So something I had to think about. Number two, you guys, is I feel like I finally healed from my breakup this year. Yay! (laughs) Because, you know, you guys, if you've been following me for a while, I went through a breakup in 2019, and it honestly lingered into 2020, like the beginning of 2020. Uh, That was the last time I saw him was at the beginning of 2020. And so it really, like, even though we had broken up last July, it lingered for six months or however long. So this was the year that I feel like the Lord finally healed me from this breakup. And I kind of want to do a whole another podcast of like fully healing from a breakup, like what I did and all the steps of that. I have another one on my podcast if you want to check that out. But I want to show now that I'm out of it, what finally helped. So I actually ran into my ex um, in December, beginning of December. And when I saw him, I was just like, wow, I'm actually good. 
Like it wasn't hard. It wasn't like I was crying. It wasn't like I was like rethinking everything and being like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. I was literally like, I'm freaking good. I still respect the dude, but I know he's not my person, you know? And so that was something that 2020 provided to me was full healing from a breakup. And that to me was one of my biggest prayers when I did my dating fast, because I did a dating fast at the very beginning of quarantine of COVID, which is another thing I'll get into. And that was one of my prayers. I was like, God, I want to fully heal from this breakup. And that was something I had to be intentional about, very, very intentional about. And so that was one of my biggest blessings of this year. And what taught me was like, you can heal. You have to be intentional about it, but you can, and God wants you to be healed and time definitely helps, but also being intentional about it, seeking the Lord through that and allowing him to be the full healer of it was what got me through it. So that was definitely one of my biggest prayers answered in 2020 was like being healed from that breakup where I was like, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Gosh, now I can finally move on with my life. So I felt like I had healed from it, you know, earlier in the year, but when I finally saw him, that's when I got the full closure. And I was like, wow, I'm actually really, really good. Like, I'm happy for him. Like, he's moved on. I've moved on. Like, I'm happy for the dude. So that was really a big, big blessing for me. So the next thing that I feel like I kind of learned is how to be okay being alone, but then also still realizing you need community. You need people in your life. I literally could not have survived quarantine COVID without people. So I feel like you have to have the healthy balance. You have to be okay with being alone, being secure in that, being okay with just you and God. So I've lived alone for two years now. And that was the biggest blessing because I've been okay now with being completely alone by myself. But that doesn't mean that I still don't crave community. That doesn't mean that I don't still crave companionship or people in my life. And so I found out that I have a really good, healthy balance of that, which I was really proud of myself for. That was something that 2020 really revealed to me. But also to realize, you guys, that community is everything. That is actually why I started the Abide Tribe, which is my girls community, where I did Bible studies for you guys this past year, because I realized that so many girls, people in general, but girls were coming to me being like, I am so lonely. I don't have a Bible study. I don't have community. I have no one to talk to. And I was like, okay, how can I fill this void? How can I help people? And so by starting the Abide Tribe, I realized that we just all desperately need other people. We know that we need other believers. We need other godly women. We need people to run the race with us, to do life with us. And so that's why I started that community. So if you want to join that, it's uh, just search the Abide Tribe on Facebook. And that's actually what I want to start growing more this year is the Abide Tribe. I have more plans for it. And I'm really trying to brainstorm and structure that that out. But I want to really figure out how to grow that more. So that's something I'm trying to figure out this year. But that showed to me that everybody, you know, even though you're okay being alone, but at the end of the day, God designed for us to be with one another. Everybody wants to be with somebody. Everybody wants to feel loved and valued and heard and cherished. And community is everything, right? And so that's why I'm really glad I did the Abide Tribe. So I think that was a really good thing this year was that when you're crying or you're lonely or when COVID punched you in the face or quarantine punched you in the face when you couldn't see anybody and the Zoom calls just weren't cutting it anymore or the FaceTime calls weren't cutting anymore, to realize like, man, I need people in my life. And that's why it's so important, you guys, to not do life alone. I always encourage you guys, do not do life alone. Because in loneliness, 
in isolation, that is where the enemy gets you. So don't live life alone. Um, and that's why I hope the Abide Tribe can help you. But not even just that, like having people in real life too, people that run the race with you and and allow you to um, soak when you need to, but that also call you higher and tell you the true the truth about yourself and who your God really is and who God really is and who your identity is, so that you don't believe the lies from the enemy. So, community is very very important, you guys. That was something I was like, wow, I need people. The next thing is the dating fast. So I started learning how to heal and not crave men's attention. So like I said, at the beginning of quarantine, I'm going to do a whole another podcast on this. I did one, uh, I did a 40 day dating fast right at the beginning, because what I started noticing is that right when COVID hit, everybody was like, oh my gosh, I don't have a boo. I'm, I'm single. I'm lonely. I didn't want to feed into that because I noticed that everybody, from what I had heard, People's ex-boyfriends or ex-girlfriends, whoever, they were all reaching out back to their exes. People were dating downloading apps. People had even asked me. I had guys reach out to me. Hey, do you want to be my COVID buddy? I was like, hells to the non. No, I'm not your COVID buddy, which basically meant to me like a quarantine buddy, like, oh, we should hook up. I'm like, heck no, no. So basically what I wanted to do with the quarantine dating fast is I was like, I don't want to feed into this addiction. Just because I'm lonely doesn't mean I need somebody. So for 40 days, I didn't talk to any guys. I didn't go on any dates. I wasn't on any dating apps. I wasn't entertaining anything. I wasn't talking to any guys. I journaled every single day for 40 days. I prayed every single day. I prayed that God would show me areas in my life that still need healing. This was when I was still healing from my breakup. I prayed that um, God would show me my future husband, that I would have more identity in him, that I would heal any old wounds, that I would continue to work on myself. And I think that was the healthiest thing I did for myself in 2020. I really encourage you to do that. And so I didn't want to date or talk to a guy out of loneliness or insecurity. And I think that was super, super good because I started noticing that my friends were doing that, that other people were doing that, that everyone was just craving attention on social media from guys or opposite sex. And so I was like, I don't want to do that. And so um, I really feel like feel like I learned to be okay and secure in myself and not needing a boyfriend, not needing to text anybody, not needing to call anybody, not needing to FaceTime a guy. That was like the healthiest thing I did for myself in 2020. So really, really encourage you guys to do that. So if you want a more, a more dedicated podcast on that, I can do that. But encourage you guys to do that. Just take 40 days of not talking to anyone from the opposite sex, pray and journal every single day and ask the Lord to reveal areas on your life and in your life that still need healing, heal from your past hurts, get as healthy and whole and happy as possible. The next thing is, I think 2020 really showed me an, a more adventurous side of myself. Um, I needed the outdoors. I made this like 2020 recap video on my, um, on my Instagram and it showed me that I couldn't have survived 2020 without the outdoors, like genuinely wholeheartedly couldn't have survived it without the outdoors. I went skateboarding. I went surfing. I did road trips. I went hiking. I went out in the mountains. Like, thank you, Jesus, for California. Like, yeah, I went back to Texas. And even in Texas, I I would still go outside and I would still be, I would social distance, all that stuff. Please don't come for me. But I just soaked in God's nature and his glory. And it just revealed to me how much I love nature. I need the outdoors. It literally saved me during quarantine. Like, thank you, Jesus, for the beach. So that was just a really big high 
was having the, the outdoors and nature to save me from all the bull crap of 2020. The next thing is, is to not run away from the pain and the emotions to, to feel them. So that's kind of what I was saying is how did I cope? So like I said, you, it's really important to feel the pain. So when, when 2020 hit, like all of us were dealing with bull crap. We were dealing with things that were resurfacing old wounds, triggers, addictions. I think I'm not the only one. Like I noticed old addictions started to pop up, old wounds, hurts, pains, childhood wounds, all those things started to resurface. And then I was like, okay, what am I going to do with this? Am I going to run? Am I going to hide? No, I'm going to talk to people about this. I'm going to call my counselor about this. I'm going to deal with this. Um, so I think it's really important to allow yourself to cry, allow yourself to have the pain, allow yourself to feel it. Because when you feel it, it means you're alive. It means you're a human being. All of us are going through that. And I don't want you guys to guilt yourself or make yourself feel bad because you are going through something or you are feeling the pain. Like it's normal and it's natural. We are human. You'd be lying to yourself if you said you didn't go through anything hard this year or you didn't cry or you didn't have, you know, past hurts maybe pop up or that everything was perfect for you this year because it wasn't, right? So give yourself the grace and be like, what I went through, it sucked, but I'm going to be okay. And I'm, and, and I got through it. I'm proud of myself. I got through it and I dealt with it. So allow yourself to feel the pain because when you feel it and you bring it to the surface and you bring it into the light, that's when you can heal from it. And so I didn't beat myself up for being sad or beat myself up for crying. Instead, I just allowed myself to feel it. And then I was like, all right, I cried. I'm going to move on now. I'll be okay. Have your, have your cry and then move on and you'll be okay. Okay. The next thing is uh, how to kind of take a break from social media and protect myself. So this year, social media wise was horrible, like literally horrible for me personally, because this was the year with everything going on that people said, either I'm with you or I'm against you. This was the year that I really found out who were my really loyal followers, people that stood with me, people that fought with me, people that believed in me, people that really were like, I support Janina Mopola. And if you didn't, that's fine. You know, I have to be okay with realizing not everyone's going to like me. It's impossible for me to have the same ideologies, beliefs, uh, religious beliefs, political beliefs, life views, values as, as everybody in the world. That's literally impossible. That was my problem at the beginning of this year is I was trying to please everybody, but you cannot do that. And so this was the year that I realized I need to take some healthy boundaries for myself with social media. And I have to realize no matter what I do, someone's always going to have something to say, no matter freaking what I do. And so that's kind of why I just, I developed this word unapologetic because I want to be unapologetic about myself within reason. Obviously, I don't want to be a complete moron, but within reason, I want to be unapologetic because people are not going to always like me. They're just not, right? And so I had to learn how to have the healthy boundaries, how to protect myself from evil comments, evil DMs. People are nasty, you guys. They're really, really mean. And they try to tear you down and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to believe you even if you have the best intentions or the purest hearts. They might, they might just not like you point blank period, no matter what. They're just probably like, I don't like you. I don't care. That's fine. You don't have to like me. So I had to kind of just realize not everyone's going to like me. I don't want to get my identity from social media. And 
how to kind of take those breaks, how to separate myself, how to maybe post less, how to not read the DMs, how to not let what someone says about me completely wreck my day. And you just sometimes just get off. Like there were several times I just had to delete Instagram or I just had to log off or I had to give my password to someone else or I had to give my password to my assistant and be like, can you just like go through the DMs for me? Because this is too dang hard for me. If you are struggling with that, I encourage you to do that. Protect your peace at all costs. That was my Apple Watch. It always does that. I swear, technology is always listening. It's creepy. But yeah, protect your peace, you guys. And um, I just encourage you guys to do that because social media was very, very toxic this year, as we all know. And so um, protect your peace and do what you need to do to do that. And um, the people-pleasing spirit, you know, y'all, that's something I, like I was just saying, I realized I had that really, really badly at the beginning of this year where I wanted just to make everyone happy. And then I was like, no, like I can't make everyone happy. God has not called me to make everyone happy because in the Bible, it says that if they hate you, it's because they hated me first. Jesus says this, if they hated you, it's because they hated me first. So I have to remember that being a Christian is not popular. And if they don't like me, it's probably because they don't like me as a Christian. And sure, there might be other areas too that they're like, I don't like you because of this or whatever. And that's fine. I have to be okay with that. But the people pleasing spirit has got to go. It's got to go. We're not bringing that into 2021. Okay. The next thing is, um, I just felt like 2020 really allowed me to accomplish my dreams more than I ever could. That's when I launched the Abide Tribe. I launched Bible studies. I finally released merch. I released this podcast. I got to network with people I never in my wildest dreams thought I was going to. I just got to see my community flourish, my Abide Tribe flourish. Like I said, the the loyal followers, which you guys, the ones that are listening to this podcast, thank you so much. I got to see that flourish this year to really see the seeds that had been planted that they finally grew this year. And that's what I was like, wow, God worked in 2020. So for people to be like, it was the worst year ever. It sucked. It sucked. It sucks. Like, no, I got to see all the seeds I had planted finally grow the faithfulness and the dedication I have been sowing into the Lord, into my platform, into my life. I got to see God finally grow that. Like that was, it had been watered for a while and to finally see God grew it. And I was like, okay, everything I did wasn't a waste. Did I grow my platform as much as I wanted to? No, but I was faithful. And God says that he will bless you with little. The more you, he, you steward what he has given you with little, the more he will bless you with much. So I stewarded what I had, the little that I had. It's not little, obviously. Like I have followers, obviously. Like, and I want to be humble about that. But like, it's not like I'm a, I'm a micro influencer. But did I grow as much as I wanted to this year? No. But I need to steward now well what I have now. I need to steward that well because to whom much is given, much is required. So if God gives me a little, then I'm like, okay, let me steward this to the best of my ability so that he will be the one that grows it, not me, not Janina Mapola. I wanted to learn this year. That's what I think I learned this year is let me surrender my platform. He is the one that grows it and gave it to me in the first place. I want to do this for the glory of God, not for the glory of Janine, but for the glory of God. And so I decided to give back my platform to God this year. And I have found my faithfulness has blessed me. I have never felt more fulfilled and satisfied in my job than ever. Why? Because 
I'm helping people. I wanted girls to know their identity more. I wanted to give back to women even and to men. I wanted to let people know that they're not alone, that God loves them, to give people back hope and purpose and life and light in their life. And that's why I feel like this year wasn't that bad because in the midst of all the pain and all the shiz that went, went down and everything, I feel like at the end of the day, I'm like, I still know who I am. I grew this awesome platform of women of God that they found community. They found identity. They found purpose. They connected more with the Lord. They read the Bible. I did the Bible challenges. I did two this past year, which were amazing. Like that blessed me. I love that. So that's where I look back at 2020 and I'm like, that was a good year because I gave 2020 to God. I gave my platform to God and he flourished it and blessed it. So even if my numbers didn't grow, that's fine because people's lives grew. Souls were changed. And for me, that's what counts. At the end of the day, I can lie my head down at night and be like, thank you, Jesus, for what you did through me. Because there's more people going into heaven now. There's more people who know Jesus more. There's more people that reopen their Bibles because of this year. And I praise you, God. Thank you for allowing me to use my platform for that. So thank you. I I just love that. Okay, so the next thing is how... I feel like I learned this year that I do hear from God, that my prayers weren't just, you know, for nothing. Like God did hear my prayers. That's what I really, really loved that even in the moment when you pray and you don't see it, he might grow that seed a year, two years, three years down the road. So it was crazy because things I had prayed for, things I'd prayed for back in the beginning of this year or things I had heard God say to me, sometimes I'd be like, is that really for me or is that from God? Like, I don't know. He would come, he would cause them to come to fruition. And I'd be like, whoa, I actually do hear from God, which made me feel so happy and, and just happy, like, like really just stoked that like, okay, that wasn't just me being crazy. That wasn't just a random dream I got, or that wasn't just a random word or sentence I wrote down. Like God showed to me this year that as I'm seeking him, as I'm dwelling with him, as I'm asking the Lord, show yourself to me as I'm sitting with him, as I'm really just um, surrendering to him and humbling myself, full humility, he does speak to me. It may not be in the time frame that you want because we can't beg God. We can't plead with him. We can't expect him to be a Santa Claus or a vending machine. We push a button, a magic genie, like it's according to his timing. And so that's something that I learned this year is I was just like, all right, God, I'm just going to put this out there. And I'm going to trust and seek that you're going to take care of this. And he did. Whether whether it looked like what I wanted to look like or not, in some shape or form, he's going to take care of it, which is why you can take your reins off and you can just let your hands be up. Like you can put your white flag up and you can put your hands in the air and be like, all right, God, I'm letting go because I trust you've got this. I really, really do. So that was something that was really, really beautiful was that I was like, wow. Things that I journaled about where I would be like, is this really God? In the end, it was God. And I was like, whoa, I actually do hear from him. So be intentional, you guys. Be intentional and pray and seek him because he does want to speak to you. It may not be right right away. It may not look like the way it looks for me or for someone else, but he wants to speak to you in his own intimate way. Okay. The next thing is what really matters in life? Priorities, right? This is something I think we all realize at the end of the day, family matters, friends matter, 
Health matters. So all the things that we thought we wanted, we wanted a new car, we wanted a new house, we wanted that that trip, we wanted, you know, all these things, more money, more status, more fame, more followers. That didn't matter. At the end of the day, what really mattered to me is I was like, my health, my family's health, and my friend's health, like just people in my life. At the end of the day, what mattered to me was safety, security, my family, my nieces, my nephews, knowing that everyone was healthy and safe, my relationship with the Lord. This was a year that I really think shifted our priorities of what really matters when everything is stripped away from you, your gym, your church, your comfort, your trips, your jobs, your boyfriend, your life, your your income, your stability, when everything is stripped away, what is left? And that was to me was like, okay, Lord, what was the foundation I laid down? Because when everything is stripped away, when you have God as your foundation, as he's the foundation of your home, of your life, when everything is stripped away, you're still fine. Because when you plant your foundation on God, then your house is still not, it's not shaken. Like the winds may blow, the storms may come. But when your foundation, your life is planted on God, you'll be fine. You'll survive as hard as it may be. That doesn't mean that you can't cry. You can't be sad. You can't be like, dang, God, what are you doing? I'm confused. But you still have him as a hope for your soul, a hope. I'm pretty sure that says that in 1 Peter 5.17 or Peter 5.17, that he is the anchor secure for your soul so that when everything happens, you are still like, Lord, I will be okay. And it showed me, man, I need my family. I love my family. And that's why I kept coming back to Texas because I was so lonely in California. I kept coming back to Texas and being like, I need my family. And that's partially why I want to move back because I realized this year more than anything. Yeah, I love my life in California and I love, you know, doing me and, you know, living my life. At the end of the day, nothing matters more to me than my family, God, and my friends. That is my priority. And when the church is stripped away, right? This is something I really, really realized. This is one of my next points. When the church is stripped away, when the Bible studies are stripped away, can you be okay with just you and God? Is God enough for you? Is the Bible enough for you? Or did you realize I am codependent upon my Bible study leader, my community group, my, that podcast, that sermon, that church, because that all got taken away. My Bible study got taken away. My church got taken away. Everything that I was so comfortable with, my familiarity, when I got taken away, was God enough for me? Like back in the old days, you guys, like they just relied on the Lord. They relied on each other. They didn't have church. They didn't have all these fancy flashy lights and worship bands and all this stuff, concerts. Nothing was there. Was Jesus enough for you? And that's what I realized. I was like, he's enough for me. My Bible, my journal, some worship music, and me in my living room. That was enough for me. Now, do I miss church? Do I miss community group? Of course. But when it's stripped away from you and you have nothing else, is Jesus enough for you? Who he is? Can you just sit with him and be like, Jesus, you're enough for me? That's what I, would, I think was really revealing to me this year. Is I was like, wow, was I codependent upon church or my Bible study leader or my group or other people, or was just me and Jesus? Can I hang out with Jesus alone and be perfectly fine? So that this year was very, very revealing for me for that. Okay. The next thing is um, knowing my worth and my value with men. Oh my gosh. So I kind of, oh, give me one second, you guys. I just got really lightheaded. That was super weird. Sometimes I find when I talk a lot and I'm overexerting, 
I get really lightheaded. So super sorry. Okay. That was weird. But I realized that my worth with men. So knowing your walkaway power, I want to make a whole nother podcast about this because I have been learning so much about this, you guys, your walkaway power as a woman. So I kind of talked to some guys this year and I realized like if this man is not bringing me closer to the Lord, if I don't have peace about this, bye, don't need it, not serving me, goodbye. I realized that I will be fine. Like I don't need a man. Now would I like a spouse? Would I like a partner? 100%. But I am not willing to settle. I'm not. I know my identity. I know who God has called me to be. I know my purpose. I'm not willing to settle. If a man is going to distract me from that, then he ain't it. Like if he's going to distract you from your calling and your purpose, he ain't it. And so that's what I realized when I when I would talk to men or I would be like interested in somebody, if they left me feeling uneasy or confused or just like, what is going on? Or if they didn't really value me and they played these games, bye, boy, bye. So it just made me realize like I know my identity and my worth so much more. I really, really do. And speaking of identity, kind of going back to earlier, my job is not my identity. I've talked about this before, but it's so easy to place your identity. Like when your job is stripped away from you or when your job is social media, where like everyone's affirming you, people look at you as a number, like, oh my gosh, you're Janina Mapola. You have all these followers, all these subscribers, and you have, you know, almost 2 million subscribers on YouTube. Like it's so easy to let that be your identity, but that can even be stripped away from you. This year, again, show me like people can come and go so fast with cancel culture, one day you're in, the next day you're out. If that is your identity and that's stripped from you, good luck. God bless. That's really, really hard. So, and, and even if God is like, hey, Janine, I want you to quit everything. If that's my identity, then I'm going to be really, really upset. So my job is not my identity. That's not where I can go to find my worth and my value in my followers, in my brand deals, in my numbers, in my money, in any of that. Like it has to be solely from God. So this past year really showed me that my identity is not in my job. I love my job. I really, really do. But it's not my identity. The next thing is, uh, I want to talk about this, but this year showed me really who is in my life and who's not in my life. Like who is really with me and who's not with me. Now, I'm not even just talking about followers, but friends. This really, really showed me who was a good friend and who wasn't, who really cared about me, who didn't. This really tightened my friend circle so much. And maybe you guys feel the same way. It showed me really who is a good friend and who's not a good friend. And not even just that. Like, you, you I really feel like you know who's a good friend if they keep up with you, they, they're interested in your life. They continually call you. They're praying for you. Like people that I would be like, oh my gosh, we're such good friends. Never heard from them in 2020. Even if I would reach out, never heard from them in 2020 at all. So it kind of just showed me a little bit more of like, who are my real friends? Who's my close circle? Who am I going to run the race with? If I move back to Texas, who are still going to be my people? And that's what 2020 did for me. And I'm actually really, really thankful because Honestly, if you have like 15, 20, 30, quote unquote, best friends, that's not sustainable. Like you can't keep that up. So it really showed me who are my people and who do I want in my life and who wants me in their life. And again, it's healthy sometimes to let people go. Like sometimes you just outgrow people. So I realized I outgrew quite a few people this year and that's fine. And they probably outgrew me. That's fine. 
but it was just a really good year to just reveal like okay this person's either with me or against me and if you're not with me that's okay like so wish you the best of luck god bless but you know it just refined my circle and i was actually really really happy about that okay the next thing is how to really care for my black brothers and sisters obviously with black lives matter when that happened that was a really really hard season for them that was a really good season for everyone else to assess themselves to look okay where do i have privilege where do i need to grow where am i not listening where do i have prejudice where do i have racism still in me whatever like this year was so good for that it was so good for all of us to just think and humble ourselves and to pray for people to unite to to see where there's still division it like with all the black sisters and brothers and sisters in my life that I had it allowed me to be closer for them closer to them to care for them to pray for them for my black brothers and sisters on social media my followers to care to show them I love you I care for you like I think what happened to George Floyd was horrible and everybody else. But man, that uprooted so much deep issues in our culture. And I'm really thankful it did because now we can take this on and we can be like, okay, how can we fix this? How can we solve this in 2021? How can we love people more? And at the end of the day, we need Jesus. Like Jesus was not a racist. He said, love your brothers and sisters as yourself. So when you love someone as yourself, no matter what their skin color is, you love them. It doesn't matter what they look like. You love them. And as a call as a Christian is to love people who look different than you. So I'm really, really grateful to see what 2020 brought with that because now we can unite more. We can love people more based based upon, not based upon their skin color. That's what I meant to say. So I'm really thankful for that. Now, was that hard? Was that hard to watch people be in so much pain? Absolutely. But it also allowed us to care and to listen. And I did that. I took a step back and I was like, how can I care and listen and love people better? So I'm really, really thankful for that. Okay. Coming to a close here. Something else I realized I was like, what do you worship? So what you worry about reveals what you worship. It's an indicator of what you worship. Okay. So 2020 this year, it really revealed to people what they worshiped. So if you were single and you're like, I don't have a boyfriend, that probably means, okay, I have an idol of a spouse or a boyfriend in my life. If you worried about your job or your money or uh, not having a house or I don't know, basically what I'm trying to say is whatever you worried about continually in this year might reveal what you are worshiping, what you are placing over God, what you are overvaluing, what you're making an idol in your life. So instead of wor- worrying about it, worship God instead. Worship the worship the one that removes the worry. Because it says in the Bible, let me read a verse to you guys really quickly. I just posted about this on my Bi Tribe post today. I said, what do you worry about? Money, dating, a job, your looks, followers, whatever it is, it can reveal what you worship. It indicates what we might be valuing over God, aka an idol. God tells us in Matthew 6, 27, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? We waste time worrying and stressing about the things that God has already figured out on his timing. If you're fully surrendered to the Lord and trust that he is good, you were able to let go and surrender those things and surrender those worries to him because you know he will take care of it according to his plan and his timing. It is always better than ours. It's hard to do, but it is always worth it. Lamentations 325 says the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. Instead of worrying, pray to him and then wait on him and trust he's got it. That is your antidote to worry, 
and fear. His ways are always better. Don't worship your worry. Worship the one who removes the worry. So I think 2020 really revealed what we all place as an idol. He removed so many idols this year. It replaced and removed things that we put on a pedestal that we worshiped. And instead, we went back to the simple gospel of like, God, you are enough for me. Let me not put my hope and my faith and my trust into my money, my followers, my job, this place, this car, whatever it was, it was for you in this year. For me, it revealed what I worshiped and I worshiped a lot of different things other than God this year. That is something I think was really, really beneficial is that it removed the idols and we got back to the simple gospel. We went back to, again, is Jesus enough for you? And the last thing I want to just close out on is um, 2020, I believe, is a necessary ending and 2021 is a new beginning. So the quote that I have is just necessary endings and new beginnings. So it was a hard year. I don't want to take that away. Maybe for you, it was a the hardest year of your life. I am so sorry. It was very hard for me too. I cried a lot. I had a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of doubt. I had a lot of fear. I questioned myself so much. I questioned my job and my platform and what I was doing and who I was. And I just, there was a lot of lows for me this year, but a lot of highs. And at the end of the day, the only thing that got me through 2020 was God. I needed him. I needed my friends. I needed community. I needed my family. I needed to surrender my life to him and realize I need to abide in him, remain in him in everything that I do, because then it will go well with me. So you guys, as an encouragement to you for 2021, seek him. Matthew 633. Let me, okay, let me just read the verse to you because that way I won't butcher this. My prayer for you in 2021 is Matthew 633. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So same thing. If you abide in him and everything you do, it will go well with you. We can do nothing apart from him. So if you seek him first in everything you do, everything else will flow from that. Everything will go well for you in that. Let that be your verse. Let that be your, your, your scripture written on your heart as you enter into 2021. Seek him first, his kingdom, his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. That's a, that's a beautiful verse. So I want to close out on that and say thank you guys so much for listening to Happy and Healthy in 2020. I really hope this podcast helped you get through some hard times in 2020. It was such a blessing doing this. I felt like I saw so much fruit from this podcast in 2020. And I want to just keep doing that. I want to do that in this next year. I want to bless you guys more. I want to help you more. I have so many other amazing guests and topics I want to talk about. So if this bless you in 2020, please consider donating, consider leaving a review and letting me know that it helped you. And please share this podcast, share this podcast with your friends, your family, share it on social media, tag me. I'd love to repost it, but just thank you for those that have been a loyal listener and follower. It was an amazing year and I'm just looking forward to an another incredible year. I will post on my Instagram and the Happy and Healthy Instagram when we will be resuming for season two. I'll probably just take about a month and a half off because I love podcasting and I can't wait to be back. So you guys, I just pray over you for 2021. I pray it's an incredible year that you seek him, you accomplish your goals, get in community and seek him in everything you do. Allow Matthew 6.33 to be your verse, John 15, to abide in him in everything you do. I love you guys. It's been an amazing year. Stay happy and healthy. And I will see you guys very, very soon. Bye guys. <laughs>